0: podcast with your hosts Miranda and Razi, a podcast for both new and established estheticians to learn and grow your business. So let's get this shit started. Welcome to Essiepreneur, the podcast dedicated to empowering aestheticians in business. I'm your host, Razia Mirza. In today's episode, we're diving into the exciting world of effective marketing techniques for aesthetic businesses. Marketing plays a crucial role in attracting new clients, building brand awareness, and growing your business. So let's explore some strategies and tips that can take your aesthetic marketing to the next level. So before we jump into the techniques, let's start with the foundation of any successful marketing strategy. Understanding your targeted audience, knowing your ideal client demographics, preferences, and pain point is actually the key to crafting effective marketing campaigns. You have to take time to conduct a market research and create buyer personas to guide your marketing efforts. For example, you, your client persona can be Michelle. Michelle is 29 years old. She is very athletic. She goes to the gym every single day. She is single. She doesn't have a boyfriend or she doesn't have anybody she lives on her own she works in tech industry she is very outgoing she is very conscious about her skin and she wants to like get rid of her acne maybe just just throwing some things out there that is gonna be your buyer persona so it's gonna give you an idea who your client is what they like what are the things that they enjoy what is their job what are their motivations their pain points. Those are little things that would give you a buyer persona. So I want everyone to sit down and create a buyer persona for their clients. Who is their client? What do they look like in terms of like, not physically, what do they look like, but in terms of what are their concerns? Where do they work? Are they married? Are they single? That is going to give you an idea when it comes to branding and creating your brand messaging. Branding is something that we're going to go in much more detail with Sasha from Daring Creative. Um, She's going to be the one helping us but this is just a little bit of a general idea of where you can actually start. Of course you can work with somebody who's very experienced and you can do everything professionally. You don't have the money, you can make that huge investment. You can actually do a little bit of research in your buyer persona and create a little bit of a marketing guide for yourself. So the first main important pointer that I have is leveraging your social media platforms. You have to understand that social media has become an indispensable marketing tool for aesthetic businesses. You have to grasp this idea, first of all. To effectively utilize your social media, you have to start with like choosing the right platform that is going to target your audience. If your audience is, for example, teenagers, you know, You kind of want to be on some of the platforms where teenagers are. I'm just giving this as an idea, okay? You you don't have to like quote and quote me that, oh she said it this way, it has to be this way. It can be, your audience can be on Instagram, on Facebook. I like to put all my eggs in different buckets so I don't, and not buckets, baskets. (laughs) I like to put my eggs in different baskets. I don't want to have put everything at once. So what I suggest that Instagram and Facebook are usually the very popular choice, but you also have to consider platforms like TikTok or Pinterest, if they actually do align with your brand and also create an engaging content, showcasing your treatments, sharing skincare tips before and after transformations, like utilize features, such as like your Instagram stories, like Facebook lives, or TikTok trends, they actually help in captivating your audience. Also, don't forget to interact with your followers, respond to the comment, and build a community around your brand. Marketing with social media can sometimes be tricky because you're like, I need to post content every single day. You actually don't. You can actually start with posting content two to three times a week. What main thing that would work in your favor is going to be your stories you build audience in instagram posts and reels but you build a community on instagram stories. That is where your audience is going to get to know you. You sometimes have to show a sneak peek of your day, show a behind the scene of what you're doing with your clients, sharing ideas, sharing information. Give more than you take sometimes because initially you have to provide some kind of value for for your audience to actually listen to you and want to listen to you because there are so many estheticians out there. What makes you unique and different that's what you have to figure out. Social media is free marketing. We are going to get into more paid marketing and all of that stuff. But to me, what works the best and something that I utilize the most is social media marketing. Yes, it is time consuming. Yes, it is draining. Yes, it it does take a lot of your effort where you have to figure out what kind of content you have to post, what kind of like questions you have to ask, what kind of information you should be sharing. It can get exhausting. I completely understand that. But do whatever works best for you. If you think that posting every day works best for you, do it if you think that posting maybe three times a week or even two times a week works best for you, do it. You have to show your face on social media sometimes. You have to show a little bit of behind the scene. When you're working with your clients, recording those scenes actually would give an idea to your ideal client of what they should be looking into when they come to see you. What kind of like facial are you going to do? What kind of experience are they going to get? There's a lot of like content out there. So you have to find what works best for you. Now for me, if you look into my content, I do a combination of both. I have educational content. I also sometimes throw reels like funny, relatable reels here and there. And I also do have behind the scene when I'm doing facials with my clients. That is just how I like doing things, having a combination of all. I also sometimes do personal stuff like where I'm showing my face, I'm going on a date maybe or I'm washing my face and doing my routine. That is also a type of content you can do. Yes, it is not easy to be comfortable on social media, but the whole point is that You are not going to be comfortable in business anyways. Nothing is meant to be comfortable. If you want to be comfortable, you might as well not do business at all. I mean, what's the point of it then? The whole point of doing this journey is to stay uncomfortable. And that is where you thrive and you shine the most. I highly encourage you to utilize this tool because it's also going to help you out offering virtual consults. Because if you do have a social media presence, it in a way is a passive income. You have to understand how you should be using it and how you can actually Use it to benefit yourself. I don't create content within the Instagram app. I always shoot it in my phone and I take that same video. I'll post it on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook Reels, and also I would post it on my YouTube shorts. Now, that one piece of content goes on so many platforms, and you can make income from so many different platforms. Yes, you can actually make income from these platforms as well, because if people see you, they want to book with you, they buy something from you, that is money. So you have to like understand the benefit of using social media, even though it can sometimes be exhausting i am on social media and trust me i need constant breaks like saturday sundays i try not to post anything just stay active a little bit on my on my stories as sundays today is for example sunday i'm not posting anything on my stories i'm just taking a little break and that's completely fine nobody's gonna actually miss me everybody's day is gonna go by so it is completely fine if you actually miss a day or two next point i wanted to talk to you guys about is creating a compelling content So content marketing is all about providing valuable and educational information to your audience. I would suggest start by establishing either a blog on your website where you can share in-depth skincare guides, industry insight and beauty tips, or you can utilize other content platforms like videos, podcasts, or infographics to cater to different preferences. You have to optimize your content for search engine by incorporating relevant keywords and providing answers to common questions. You have to share before and after transformations and client success stories to showcase your expertise and build trust. I mean, that is one thing that people want to look into. They want to see if you are posting any kind of like testimonials, if you are having any kind of like before and afters. So when it comes to your content, I want you to create what is the most comfortable to you. Yes, I understand we're in the same industry and we share same information and knowledge, but I think every individual can bring a different skill set and provide a different form of knowledge and uh, information. So even if you are creating um, reels or if it's infographics, whatever it is, try to look into offering different information that has actually not been shared before. And sometimes it happens uh, because we are already on social media and we're seeing everybody else's post and sometimes it kind of like sits in your subconscious level so you unintentionally even sometimes end up sharing information. Have some limitations. Don't be on the social media all the time. You need to create content for your business. You shouldn't be on the social media in terms of just like being there and just watching everybody's content and indulging in that. So set some boundaries and that way you would also limit into like copying everybody else's content. That's when I actually started creating my own stuff is when I stopped watching everybody's content. I'm like even though I'm I'm not intentionally making their stuff and copying it. Somehow subconsciously it's sitting in my brain and I'm using those similar words without even noticing sometimes. So what I do is that I don't I don't like watch everybody's stuff all the time. I create my content, post it there, go show my support and come out. Being on social media all the fucking time is going to be very exhausting and you will actually get in your head too much. So please avoid doing that, but when it comes to creating that compelling content, make sure you're adding different angles, different styles, different different themes. You can be educational. You can also show a little bit of funny, relatable stuff. You can also show behind the scenes, showing your professional stuff and showing what you're doing. Just make something that you can build community. And when it comes to building community, you got to be your unique, genuine self. Like that's how you can actually build it. English is my fifth language, okay? So when I'm on my social media and I'm posting content and every now and then, And if I make a vocabulary mistake, it's fine. That's me. I'm not intentionally making it. If it happens, I mean, that's just how my English is. So I'm okay with it. I don't try to sound phony and like um different accent or different style that's my unique version of myself and i just be me and if people like it they can take it run with it have fun with it if you don't like me it's fine i don't have to be everybody's cup of tea so that's why when it comes to building a community you have to focus Really, really focus on being your genuine self, your true self, your honest self, and your community is going to find you, and they will love you, and they will show your support. I'm saying it out of experience, and it's been three years that I have been on social media, and it has only done me more good than bad. Um, The bad stuff is, of course, the, the negative mindset that I have, so that is something on me that I have to work on. It's just my problem not the social media problem i don't have to compare my life to anybody life i just have to stay in my lane focus on my work and that's about it and yes it can take some time to build all those skills now point number three is building strategic partnerships collaborating with complementary businesses can actually expand your reach and attract new clients you might not understand the power of collaboration But I am telling you guys, it is very, very helpful. Especially if you are a wax specialist, you're waxing, and you collaborate with somebody who does nails. If somebody is doing lashes and you're collaborating with them to do facials. Like, those are the type of collaborations I'm talking about. Where you don't have a direct competition, you have completely different services to offer, But when you're collaborating, you're actually benefiting from each other. So you have to identify potential partners such as like beauty salons, fitness studio, wedding planners, and establish mutual beneficial relationships. Even with wedding planners, you can work. I have been in wedding planning industry and we always used to do that where we would collaborate with um, beauty professionals makeup artists so that is something you absolutely can try and I'm speaking out of experience it is a very powerful tool you have to create a joint marketing campaigns or maybe cross promotions such as like offering exclusive discounts for each other's client or hosting collaborative events those are also one of the options you have to utilize each other's networks to increase brand exposure and tap into new customer bases so you actually can help each other this is one of the things that I highly encourage uh, aestheticians, especially new aestheticians who are in business it can be very very helpful when you're just coming up and starting new and you just know your nail tech for example and then you guys swap clients and you can sometimes even give them some discount or another thing you can also do is that offer them an affiliate code or maybe a discount code or something where they can earn points or something with you or maybe even in terms of like them referring somebody you can tell them ah, you'll probably get like ten dollars per person you send. I mean if they send five people fuck that's like fifty dollars who would want to say no to money. That's another way you can also collaborate with um, other beauty professionals. Point number four is embracing influencer marketing. and. In- Influencers can greatly impact consumer behavior, making them valuable allies for aesthetic businesses. You have to identify relevant influencers within your niche and establish authentic partnerships. Collaborate with them on sponsorship posts, product reviews, or giveaways to gain exposure to your audience. Ensure the influencer values align with your brand and that they have an engaged. So you have to understand these points because. Then you're choosing an influencer to partner with. You have to clarify with them. You have to sign a contract that if they are coming to receive services from you, they are expected. They are expected and they're obligated to share certain a certain amount of content. You can um, offer them a monthly facial, monthly treatment, whatever that suits you. And in exchange of that, they have to give uh, do shout outs on social media about you. Maybe you guys can do a giveaway together. Um, you have to identify those influencers. Now, when I'm talking about influencers, I'm not talking about somebody who has like 3.5 million followers and you just literally started your business. You have to go with people who maybe have four to five thousand followers or three to four thousand followers. Smaller communities still engage better. Not a lot of people actually focus on influencers marketing, um, because not a lot of people actually focus on influencer marketing, but I think you should because influencer marketing is a, just a very unique and different way to bring exposure to your brand. I mean, you're probably going to do a facial and ni- give them a nice experience of what they can get from you. And then you tell them, hey, in exchange of what I'm offering you, would you be able to do all of this? But you make sure you sign a contract because sometimes they come and they get shit done and they wouldn't even actually give you a shout out. They wouldn't even care about it. So it needs to be professionally done with a contract and that's the best way to go about it. Honestly, influencer marketing can be a very powerful tool if you do actually understand its the value that it provides. Um, and I'm not saying that they have to be phony and they have to be like fake. No, they can be the genuine self and recommend you and if they don't like it, honestly, they have the choice to say, hey, I'm sorry, I don't like your services. I don't feel like it's bringing any kind of value. So I'm not going to do that collaboration. I I turn down around five to six collaborations a month. That is like five to six co- good amount of money that comes my way. And I, I just turn it down um, because it just does not align with my values. And as I'm growing more and learning more about aesthetics and becoming a professional I am choosing value over money and I don't collaborate with those brands simple as that whether they like it or not I just don't want to talk about somebody's content or the product or whatever that is you know their service I don't want to talk about it in a bad way so I might as well just not do any partnership with them. Point number five is implementing email marketing strategy. Now email marketing still remains a powerful tool for nurturing your client relationships and driving conversions. Build an email list. I would say that if you have your client's email build an email list and start offering valuable resources or exclusive promotions or whatever that you have to do. Create an engaging newsletter that provides like skincare tips, maybe announce new treatments or share success stories. Uh, Also, you can utilize automation, honestly, and you can send your client welcome emails, birthday emails, anniversary emails. Those are the things that I like to do when I have my physical business. I think currently I have virtual mainly, so I'm not doing that, but um, which I should. I should take my own advice. I should. I should be doing the email marketing. um. But at, with school, I have so much on my plate, honestly, uh, that I just cannot get the time to do uh, all of that stuff. But I definitely have to look into this. And it's just hitting me right now when I'm giving you guys the advice. I'm like... Mm, bitch, take your own fucking advice. You are not even like doing the email marketing for yourself. Um, But I have to start it. I have a lot on my plate. So sometimes I get really overwhelmed and I just realize that I haven't done the email marketing in a very long time. So it's a good reminder for me. Anyways, you can actually also use MailChimp or ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign. They, they're like really good email marketing automations. You can do that. And you can also use Canva to design your email templates. It's pretty easy and effective. So this way you can offer something to your clients. You share like success stories of your clients, your other clients and encourage them to book with you. If you have any promotions going on, deals off or whatever, you can do that as well. I personally don't like to do a lot of discounted deals it's just I don't want to discount my services I am I'm offering something to you and a price that I know that is valuable and I know I can bring that value so I don't like to do discounts but you can use email marketing for other stuff like also informational content you can share info about about there's about uh, skincare tips about products there's so many things you can do it's just a way to build uh, a community honestly Um, point number six comes down to online advertising or paid advertising and paid campaigns. So paid online advertising can actually be a game changer when it's done strategically. You should hire somebody if you don't know what you're doing because you might end up spending a lot of money. Um yeah, a lot of money and you would actually not even get any clients. So I do suggest that it is good to work with somebody else who can run your campaigns and ads. Now, this all comes down to branding and defining your brand. Once you know what your brand messaging is, once you know like what your brand stands for, what are your values, all of those things are going to contribute on how you market everything. Now, if your client persona, somebody, for example, is from a very bougie area, for example, okay? Mm, I don't think so. You should be offering 50% discounts because they can afford it. So that marketing message is not even going to make sense. So first thing, that's why it's important to identify your client persona, to, to know who actually your client base is going to be, if they can afford it or if they can't afford it, whatever those things are. So that's going to actually dictate how you are going to push content, what kind of ads you want to push, whether you want to do any kind of deals or whatever that is in your mind so you can use google ads uh, facebook ads manager you can also use google analytics for tracking your campaign performances now these are the things that i usually leave it on the professionals and i feel like they can actually take care of it but just by talking to them i get a little bit of an idea of what they're doing so that's why i'm sharing with you guys Uh, look for somebody who actually can help you and save you money and run ads for you but other than that honestly i like to rely on social media marketing which is just generally posting myself creating content and just posting it that way uh, and getting some clients from that um, and it's it has always worked from the beginning the more I actually put my right effort and create the high quality content the better the results are all have been I mean for the past couple months um, honestly since the um, loss of my pregnancies, I have not been in a good mind state where I feel extremely creative. My creativity is actually being sucked out of me in school, in other areas of my life, and that's why sometimes it's a little bit hard for me to create that compelling and most engaging content. I'm still providing information and knowledge, but I don't think so. I'm actually meeting that standard that I had for myself. And that's completely fine. I'm a human being. It's going to take me some time. Um, the fact that I have been through four miscarriages and I'm still functioning and doing things, I'm, I'm happy. I'm really, really happy with everything that I'm doing. Um, So we're human beings. you got to give yourself a little bit of grace. Just also know that you just got to give yourself a little bit of grace and be a little bit gentle on yourself. So end of discussion. I want you guys to know that marketing is an ever-evolving field and it's very, very important to stay updated with the latest trends and the techniques and which platforms you should be posting, what you should be doing, and how you should be actually marketing yourself. We have covered a range of effective marketing techniques for aesthetic businesses from leveraging like social media to building strategic partnerships to embracing influencer marketing remember that consistency and experimentations are key to finding what works for your unique business it's not going to be the same for everybody If something is working for me, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You have to find your unique way of marketing. Now, when I'm talking about marketing, I'm talking about brand marketing, showcasing your brand. And that doesn't mean that you're going to get clients right away. With uh, paid ads, that's when you get. But overall, with social media marketing, with networking, with building partnerships with other beauty professionals, it does take time. So if you go in one networking meeting, don't expect to have like 10 clients. You know, it's going to take some time. Chambers of Commerce is another one that you should join in your city. Every city has a Chambers of Commerce. If you have a business, please go ahead and pay for your Chambers of Commerce. It's a one-time fee per year. You go in the meetings, you introduce yourself, you build connections, you build a community, and that's how you actually grow. And word of mouth is the biggest tool. It does take time with word of mouth. And also, it does take time with social media too. People need to trust you. They need to like you. They need to understand the value you're providing is something that they want. And that's when they actually book with you. So it's not going to be an overnight thing that you start posting content and immediately start getting clients. So have some patience. Find a unique way that works for your business. Do some experimentation and see which uh, method actually works for you. I have actually tried uh, social media paid campaigns. I think that I create better relationships with my clients when I genuinely and organically get them through my content instead of paid marketing. So yes, paid marketing is one of the things I threw out there for you guys, because these are one of the options I covered like a broad topic, but it's something that doesn't necessarily work the best for me. So I have done some experimenting with my business and I realized that there are things that does not work for me. So I stick with what works for me. So that wraps up today's episode of Estepreneur. I hope you find these marketing techniques insightful and applicable to your aesthetic businesses. Stay tuned for future episodes where we will continue to explore topics that empower you as entrepreneurs. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to reach out. Until next time, keep glowing, keep growing. Bye.